Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. Album for the Day, November 20th, as we continue with Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees breakthrough albums. Today we do the Jefferson Airplane's Surrealistic Pillow. It is their second album. It was recorded October 31st through November 22nd of 1966 at RCA Victor's Music Center in Hollywood and released on February the 1st of 1967 on RCA Victor. It peaked at number three on the Billboard 200 and the Jefferson Airplane was inducted in 1996 by Mickey Hart and Phil Lesh of the Grateful Dead, which, considering their Bay Area ties, yeah, is a perfect, perfect, perfect move. Perfect sense. Only thing you could have done was add Bob Weir. But I, but I think that that was their friends, whatever. I think that... Well, when you look at it, actually, yeah. Mickey Hart and Phil Lesh, that's the rhythm section. Yeah. That's it, the drums and the bass. That's the heart of the... The heart of the band. Yeah. Yeah. The band is a bunch of great lyrics yeah. and songs, unless you... They're the shakedown street of the Grateful Dead. But the Jefferson Airplane... <laughs> Don't tell me this town ain't got no heart. <laughs> indeed. Um, as we continue with a Construction Zone episode mm. of... Uh, of Album, Album for the for Day. The day yeah. Because the Jackhammer Man knows no time frame. <laughs> you know uh, all about that. Man, <laughs> so this album, this album was like... This is like early psychedelic rock. This is Grace. <laughs> oh, yo, we lost him. Hold on. We got to balls it. We got to balls it. So, like, this is early psychedelic rock. This is a founding piece of the psychedelic music movement. I mean, this is 1967. Exactly. It's right on the beginning. And... So, I wouldn't even say initial interpretation would put it there, but as time evolved following its release yeah this gained greater significance because it was almost like they were just a hair ahead of yeah i the mean world. somebody to love and white rabbit both of those songs which made the top 40 which is astounding considering everything else somebody to love made number five and white rabbit made number eight it's wow. actually their only two top 40 hits wow and this was grace slick's first album with this band and also drummer spencer dryden's but if you're looking for like a straight up hippy dippy uh album like if you're like going back and you're gonna do some tie-dyeing one day the thing is if you go back <laughs> and you're looking at like all of that music from that period yeah oh there's so much i mean a lot there's, not even the majority like yeah. a huge huge 80 90 percent of it is all derivative mm-hmm. from this right here. I completely agree. There's and what they what this album this album came out and then everybody all the bands that came after this strove strived whatever that word is strove strove to be this. They strove to be the Grateful Dead. They strove to be that iconic 1967 to 1969 hippie record. So we're talking like American Beauty, we're talking, uh, you know, uh, Working Man's Dead, we're talking Surrealistic Pillow, you know, we th- that's just what you talk about. And especially completely located in San Francisco. 
Like, this is where Janis Joplin was going to get her influence. This is where all of those big, when you think of those iconic bands, this is where they were going. And this is the album that they had to listen to. And so the like, thing is, like, it's, you can either produce the sound of a generation, mm. the sound of a genre, or the sound of a time. And while I feel like they accomplished other of those things at later in their career, I would say that this one right here was just the one specific where it really captured the time. Absolutely. I could not and agree more. This, uh, and to fly right in the face of that, this was produced by Rick Gerard, who they called an unimaginative company guy from RCA Victor, the band, except for Grace Slick, didn't like the sound of Surrealistic Pillow because there was far too much echo on it. They made it clear that they had not been happy with Rick Gerard, said Al Schmidt, who produced the follow-up after bathing at Baxter's. There was a disputed level of involvement in Surrealistic Pillow by Jerry Garcia, himself oh, yeah. yeah so his this band had just signed with warner brothers so there was an issue with him being credited <laughs> there was a huge thing with a number of people we just dealt with that with steven stills in the buffalo springfield episode yep um so he was listed as spiritual advisor mm-hmm. um but various band and production members have attributed some or all of the song arrangements and a few guitar parts to Jerry Garcia. Also, some pedal and acoustic steel guitar on How Do You Feel and Fantastic Plastic Lover. And from all accounts, he was pretty much a secondary producer as well. Like, going in and just being like, hey guys, 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 let's play this. He traveled with them between L.A. and San Francisco at least once or twice during the production of it. So, he, yeah, I mean, spiritual advisor... I don't mean to justify the cop out there, but, <laughs> but at the same yeah. time, like the if you're gonna minimize it for yeah. legal purposes, yeah, that's he's, a completely credible yeah. thing to call yeah. it. Yeah, he's directing your he's directing your album. Like that's what he's doing. Allegedly, Jerry Garcia said the music was quote as surrealistic as a pillow is soft unquote, which is how they got the name of the album. There's other stories, too, but honestly, that is by far the most believable to me. You know, anything about Garcia, his lyrics, anything like that. Yeah, that's... It's it's definitely something that makes perfect sense, and I don't need somebody to twist my arm to believe it. I don't either. And it also puts how they titled the album... How they titled the album even shows how much Garcia's influence meant to this album in the first place. Exactly. Which is another reason why I believe that story over any other that I've heard. And when you look at the entire, you know, lyrical, emotive content of everything, um, it, it really shows how much his involvement was there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Uh, this did make all three of the Rolling Stone greatest albums of all time lists. Uh, number 146 in 2003 and 2012 and dropped to number 471 in Ooh. 2020. Wow. No love there. I mean, at least it's still I mean, on there. It's still there, but... Okay. Ooh. Um, Herb Green, who was a photographer from San Francisco, shot the band for the cover art. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song Coming Back to Me, Marty Balin wrote while he was utilizing an herbal remedy that he got from Paul Butterfield. That's weed. <laughs> and the song Today, Marty Balin said... Tony Bennett was recording in the next studio, and he wrote this so he would get a chance to try and meet him. Well, he never did, and it ended up being their song anyway. And honestly, I don't know if that even would have occurred to me if I hadn't read it. But go listen to uh, today and see what you think. Uh, Somebody to Love was actually originally written and performed by Grace Slick's ex-brother-in-law, uh, who she was in the Great Society with immediately prior to the Jefferson Airplane. If you check out the 2003 reissue, it has six bonus tracks. Um, in the Morning, the JPP Mixed Up Boogie Blues. Mm-hmm. Go to Her, version two. Come Back Baby, the mono single versions of Somebody to Love and White Rabbit. And the song She Has Funny Cars is Marty Balin discussing materialism in American society. I'm going to bring that up specifically because there's a number of things that we discuss in this program where we talk about what the artist intended and how, you know, really that's kind of a subjective thing. But it's interesting to point out how materialism and things of that nature are so prevalent today, but we're looking at an album from 54 years ago, Mm. recorded 55 years ago, right around this time, and these are all still prevalent things. Mm. So it's it's Mm. something to see when you look at it in that view. Uh, This was their transitional move away from more folk-oriented work like The Birds, The Mamas and Papas, Bob Dylan. And they kind of announced the large, active bohemian scene in San Francisco that started with the Beats in 1950s and evolved into the Haight-Ashbury counterculture, which is very researchable and honestly really fun to learn about and go check out that area if you're ever in san francisco it's cool there's a lot of people you can you can get people to write you poems on the street and typewriters it's it's still very artistic and i can't imagine authentic and organic at the same time it's It's it's, not contrived yeah it's it's a wonderful area beautiful place and um, a lot of great american rock and roll music came from this area this being one of the clear identifiers as one of the best of all time from that area. And we talk about music a lot, but if you're looking for a good book, check out The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test by Tom Wolfe. 
don't call it homework. You won't feel like it is. Mm-mm. Well, album for the day uh, today, November 20th, is Surrealistic Pillow by Jefferson Airplane. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at album the number four the day. Uh, give us a follow, subscribe wherever you listen to us, and feel free to shoot us an email with your requests at album for the day at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. One pill makes you larger, and no one pill makes you small. I heard that about you. That's a different color pill. If you're listening on Spotify, after starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to cue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!